Welcome back to episode 28 of the Bikes Verified Podcast. Coming at you live after week four's loss at U.S. Bank. It was a close affair, 14-7. to 7. We ended up on the wrong side. We're in a little bit of a hole, and it's time for a must-win. After we just said that last week, it's a must-win again against the hapless 0-4 Detroit Lions. Nick, what are you thinking? Not a good place to be talking about must-win games week four and five of a season, but unfortunately that is where we're at. As of right now, came out flat against the Browns. We saw it. Baker Mayfield played a very underwhelming game for his and the NFL standards, and we still kept it a one-score game, 14-7. to Thought we had many opportunities time and time again to punch one in the end zone, make a statement there. Baker missed multiple throws downfield to Beckham. I really think this game could have been a lot worse, honestly. Cleveland could have put 28 on our head there, and we could have been sitting at 28-7. So, um just not the energy we were expecting. A little bit flat, obviously, compared to the week before against the Seahawks coming off a huge win. I just think it was a a performance that was low energy, to be honest. Yeah. And there was still energy in the stadium, but I don't think that they were as fired up as Seattle coming to town. So we look forward to Detroit now. Familiar foe in the NFC North. We've had their number in the past. They're a little bit banged up this week. Not the biggest believer in Jared Goff. I think this is a week we can get to the quarterback. Many sacks equals a W this week. Yeah, they've actually got three def- uh, offensive linemen down in Frank Rag now. Taylor Decker and Panay Sewell is, is going to be out as well. So, like you said, it's going to be a big day for our defensive ends. Everson Griffin, Wanham, Daniil Hunter, uh, Sheldon Richardson, all those guys that can get after the quarterback. I think we really got to keep pressure on them, and I think we'll see a lot more blitzes with Barr back in the fold now. I think we're going to see more double-A gaps, more stunts. I think he adds another element to this defense that's really going to unlock uh, some of the pass rushing abilities, I think. I totally agree, and you look at our back-end play as of late. No Anthony Barr there at linebacker. He will be coming back this week, it appears. Woo! Finally. Making a play for us finally. He's missed eight, 18 straight games, I believe it is. Uh, first round pick in 2014. It's going to be a pleasure to have him back on the field, really. As good as Nick Vigil has stepped up and performed so far, it's always good to have such a good athlete in bar. Hopefully we, do, so well. hopefully we do more with him in the pass rushing game, uh, getting him you know, maybe splitting reps with Everson there, rushing the pass around third downs I'd like to see because Vigil's been solid in coverage, and I don't think he's been an issue for us whatsoever. I think this is a game that our defense should totally handle Jared Goff. I'm looking for one to two picks this week. I think it's about time we get Patty Pickerson on the board with an interception this week. Yeah, I think it's it's due time, honestly. He's been uh, locking down receivers so far, hasn't had a lot of attention, which is a good thing. So I'm hoping to see him grab one as well. But uh, I'll, flip the, I'll flip the script here for our injured guys. Uh, we do have Barr back, but we have two guys who didn't practice today. In the last two days, and Dalvin Cook and Michael Pierce. Uh, looks like Pierce might be out for a bit. Cook's going to be, obviously, probably a game-time decision. What do you think about those two injuries on Sunday? Well, it's just what luck, the timing there. We get Barr back in the lineup, and then Michael Pierce, who's been so solid for us, battling that elbow injury. Uh, it's looking like he could miss a little bit of time here. I wouldn't be surprised to see a two- to three-week thing, to be honest. Uh Dalvin Tomlinson has stepped up and looked solid. Going to need more from Armand Watts there in the middle. And a couple guys that rotate Sheldon. in there. Sheldon Richardson as well. So uh, 
Don't be surprised if one of them steps up, but uh, definitely going to miss Michael Pierce there. And then Dalvin Cook, obviously the engine that makes this offense go. Sucks to see him already battling lingering injuries early in the season like this, but uh, we saw what Madison can do when he's slated a starting role. So look for us to keep the game plan similar, pound the rock early, take those play-action shots, uh, get Kirk in a rhythm, and get Madison in a rhythm. Uh, I wouldn't mind if Dalvin Cook sat this one out this week, honestly, going into the bye. Let's get him two straight weeks, full rest, full recovery. We're going to need him against Dallas on Halloween, so I would not mind having Dalvin sit this week. Let's let Madison run this. Yeah, I agree. I think Madison has shown enough for him to take those RB1 capabilities and allow Cook to get that extra rest going into Carolina. But uh, two guys I do think we need back is Cameron Dantzler and Harrison Hand, both on the COVID list. They put uh, apparently have both a slight chance of still being active, depending on tests. But uh, that that depth is going to be critical. It sounds like Chris Boyd's back from his hamstring injury, but not having those two could be uh, a hit to our depth. So what are we looking at there? We're looking at Bashad Breeland again starting, correct? Mackenzie Alexander in the slot, Pat Pete, and then you got Chris Board backing it up. And then after that, it'd probably be Perry Nickerson if those two can't go. And we've seen what Bashad has done this year. I've uh, been frequently targeted, so that could pose issues. Who do you see on the perimeter that could be a threat for Detroit after the departure of Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones this past offseason? I think their biggest target is TJ Hawkinson, but when it comes to the perimeter, I think in a guy like Khalif Raymond, he's been, uh, I think he's undrafted if I'm correct. Yeah, he's kind of balling. Uh, he's been he having a good year. I mean, Tyrell Williams is injured, their best wideout. They've got another guy in Amon, Ross, St. Brown from USC who's pretty good, but, uh, you know, I would say Khalif over the top is probably their best perimeter weapon. You see Quintez Cephas maybe posing a problem for our secondary as big and physical as he is. Yeah, I think he's more of a, a short, short yard guy, kind of a red zone player as well. So he's going to have to be someone that we contain. But uh, I think their wideouts don't pose nearly the threat that we've been uh, facing throughout the early season. Yeah, and so we look to the opposite side of the ball now for Detroit. Uh, not a ton of star power on this defense, really highlighted by probably Michael Brockers, Trey Flowers, and Alex Anzalone. Um, yeah, it's not a defense that we can't absolutely exploit, in my opinion. I think this is a team defensively that's nowhere near able to match up with our weapons on offense and Jefferson, Thielen, Madison, uh, Conklin. I just think this is a game we should take advantage of and build rhythm going Confidence, into that Carolina game. Momentum. We need to get this thing back to 500, sitting at 1-3 and three right now. We come out. Make a statement this week against Detroit. Uh, go play a tough game in Carolina. Find a way to get a W there. Sit back at 3-3, three and three and all of a sudden things aren't looking so bad anymore. So it starts this week setting a tone, setting a rhythm. I think personnel-wise, we definitely have the better team, no question. It's going to come down to can we create that energy for ourselves to get it to an early lead and just roll these guys. Well, yeah, and I think it ultimately comes down to a couple of position matchups um, between the two teams. So I'll, I'll start off with our defensive ends versus Detroit's beat-up O-line. I think, we're like you said, we're going to bring a lot of pressure, have a lot of success. But uh, what do you see them doing, and who do you see having a good day on Sunday? I mean, on our defensive front, I see Daniel Hunter definitely getting into the backfield. What's Jared that? Goff yes. is just not a very mobile guy. I totally see Daniel chasing him down a few times. I like Barr to get one this week. Barr can get one this week. Uh, hopefully he's got fresh legs and he Should comes out and shows some explosiveness. Uh, we know what Everson's done the last couple of weeks. and 
I mean, he's still got the juice in pass rush situations. He still has some juice to him, and that spin move looks as good as ever. So I'll look for him to get in the backfield this week. I think we're going to see a big bounce-back game from Eric Kendricks this week. I think this is a team that he matches up super well against, uh, especially with a pretty stationary quarterback in Jared Goff. He can read his eyes in coverage, uh, make plays on the running backs uh, in between the tackles. I just look for him to get a much better graded PFF-wise game this week and just come on and prove that he's still one of the best and he's still going to make plays all over the field. Another key matchup position I think really lies on the perimeters with our wide receivers versus their beat up secondary. It seems like they're really beat up in a lot of places. These are areas that we've got to take advantage of. I think our wideouts have a clear advantage on Sunday. Yeah, and I can't name a uh, secondary in the league that can lock both these guys up on the perimeter for us all game. I just can't. So uh, I don't care who we're playing, but with a depleted secondary in Detroit, I think there's no reason that we can't hang at least 300, 350 yards in the air on them. A couple keys to the game this week for us. I'm going to throw it over to you, Matt. Give me two on offense. Give me two on defense. How do we win this game versus Detroit? On offense, I think it's about getting the passing game going. Uh, I think Dalvin, hopefully we get him rested or get him limited work. I think this is a great opportunity for Kirk Cousins to get back on the horse, get a couple passing touchdowns, and really get this passing game in rhythm moving forward. And then the other one is keeping Kirk protected uh, and really a good showing from the O-line. This is a defensive team that should not dominate our O-line. We really need to show that we can be a confident team and give Kirk that protection that we need for him to go target Thielen, Jefferson, all those guys. And speaking of that, uh, not looking like Derisaw is going to make his first NFL start this weekend. Any co- thoughts or comments on that? Sounds like they're aiming to wait till after the bye to potentially slide him in. Really working him into game shape, getting him game reps. I think that's okay. Rashad Hill, anybody's going to have a pretty tough day against Miles Garrett. I know it was piss poor, but we have to hang with them for a couple more weeks Horrendous. and let Derisaw develop so we don't just throw him into the fire and, and kind of uh, have a detriment to his development. It would be critical. But on the defensive side, I think it's to get after Goff. I think we have to get multiple sacks, keep him on his toes, and uh, get guys like Barr, Griffin, Daniil, Hot, and and after uh, Goff all day. And the other one would be win the turnover battle. I, like I think we said earlier, we want to see Pat Peake get one. Let's see him get one. Let's see maybe one of the linebackers get one. Let's just have a couple turnovers. And really have a dominant day at the bank so we can move forward to Carolina with some momentum. That definitely sounds like a winning formula to me there. Uh, good keys for me on the offensive side of the ball. I'm sticking with the trend. Uh, dominate time of possession. I think if we run the football well in this game, I think plain and simple, there's no way we should lose it, to be honest. So I think time of possession for us, getting Madison, uh, Amir Abdullah a little bit rolling on the ground, I think that's going to be a key to victory. Second key to victory Get K.J. Osborne and Tyler Conklin involved. We all know about Thielen and Jefferson. Let's get that third and fourth party receivers involved, active, and let's get them some more experience and repetition going into these bigger games of the season. Uh, We'd like to see Osborne take that next step like he's proven so far. On the defensive side of the ball, looking for the defensive interior, Dalvin Tomlinson and those rotational guys there, Armand Watson, Sheldon Richardson. Looking at a huge game from that if we stop the run up the middle, DeAndre Swift, I think if we pack that up all day and we knock them off balance, make them throw the football on second, third, and long, that's how we win this game. 
and I agree with you. I'm going to take win the turnover battle. I'd like to see a force fumble this week. I'd like to see an interception this week. I think the more activity, the more times we get golf overthinking, making mistakes, we pick one from them early, confidence ruined, equals a W. A lot of ways to win this game this weekend. Those are my four. Diving into this week's X-Factors. Who's one guy on defense this week, Matt? Your defensive X-Factor critical to a victory. I'm going to go with Anthony Barr. Finally back in the fold, like I've said earlier, I think he adds another element to this defense. He's been a very experienced player in this scheme. He's going to bring stunts, double A-gaps, good runs in the run game, and he can really do it all. So I think if he's ready, truly ready to be back and active, X-Factor for this defense to add another layer to it. My X-Factor defensively is going to be Big X, throw it up, Xavier Woods in the secondary. I think he's going to get a pick this week. I think it's his time to shine against Jared Goff, quarterback that's you know known to throw some interceptions and take some shots downfield. So I think Xavier already with one pick on the season, I think he tallies it up to two or three this week. Uh, he's going to play a big part for us in that defensive secondary. Now let's really get into some juicy material with fantasy football fantasy minute. Nick, yes, who do you got for the Detroit Lions? We'll start off with DeAndre Swift. Do you start? Sit him. DeAndre Swift, a uh, back who's got some un, undoubted ability. He's definitely explosive enough to get the job done. But I think going into a statement week for this Minnesota Vikings defense, I think we bottle him up. This is a sit for DeAndre Swift this week. Um, I just don't see him finding the end zone. I think if they do end up scoring on us, I think it's going to be more perimeter, uh, maybe getting one to two plays on Breland, to be honest. So I don't see Swift scoring. Leave him on the bench this week. TJ Hawkinson, start sit. TJ Hawkinson, very reliable red zone tight end. I'm going to go ahead and start him this week. I think he's a weapon that just can't be overlooked. And great hands, great size, good speed. A uh, talented tight end, start TJ this week. Looking under center this week, I'm going to throw one at you. Kirk Cousins, start or sit? This is a must start in most positions. As long as you don't have a top five QB and uh, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Mahomes, one of those guys, I think you start Kirk Cousins against this weak defensive Detroit secondary. Should be in line for a couple tutties and a good day in the fantasy world. Looking at deeper leagues here, K.J. Osborne, is he worth a flex this week? I think he is just because he's kind of got some inconsistency to his um, you know, target share or, I guess, production. But I would say that his targets are there. He's had multiple targets each game. He has potential to really uh, do some damage like we've seen in the Arizona game. So for me, if you've got not a lot of options at wideout in a deeper 10-12 man league, give him a start. Okay, and looking at the guy with the hand in the dirt and in the slot, Tyler Conklin, number 83, starter sit. I'm going to go ahead and start him, too, and this is all based on depth, just like most of it is, but uh, if you're looking for a tight end to stream this week against a weak Detroit defense, I'll give him the start. Okay, taking a flyer on T-Flight. I like that. I'm going to go ahead and probably start him this week. Those of you that don't know, heated matchup this week between me and Matt. Here we uh, go. Big week for us in the fantasy world. So uh, you know we're taking that seriously. Looking Bragging at some rights. looking at some over-unders here. We're going to talk Jared Goff for a second. 
Jared Goff over under 250 yards through the air. I'm going to go under. I think the defense gets after him. I think we have multiple sacks. And overall, I think we have a successful day against this uh, Lions offense. I like that. I like that. We're going to look at a team stat here for the Vikings. Over or under four sacks as a team? Uh, I'll take the line at four. I think I'll go... uh, you know, push there. I think we get four on the dot. I think it's split up between, you know, our defensive ends, maybe one to our linebacker. But overall, that's going to be enough for us to get after uh, Goff and probably force a couple of INTs as well with pressures. Okay, DeAndre Swift next on the list. Over, under 85 yards rushing. I'll go over. I think he's uh, got enough potential. Uh, he's shifty and he's healthy, so... I'm going to go over just because I think that's they're really going to feature him, especially with limited options. So I'll go with the over. But a couple for me, we'll start with the Detroit wideout core. Do you see them having over or under two touchdowns? I'm going to sit that right there at the under. I think one touchdown through the air. Like we said, I think DeAndre Swift is the feature player in this offense. I think if anyone scores, it's going to be him. I'm going to sit that right at one there. And we'll flip it to our defensive side. Do you see us having over under two turnovers? I'm going to go ahead and say right there at the line, two turnovers. I like a forced fumble this week from the big daddy, Everson Griffin, against his former former team there, Detroit Lions. So uh, I look for a forced fumble from him, and then I'm looking for an interception from Kendricks. I think he's due. Uh, this is totally a guy that he can read, uh, Jared Goff, back there in the pocket. So I wouldn't be surprised if he jumps around here, gets on board with the pick. And just to switch it up, give us a fun one. Over or under three challenges in the game? Challenges, red flags we're referring to? Red flags. I'm going to go under there. I just don't think either of these guys really got the sleight of hand like that, pulling that thing out very often. So uh, I'm going to go with under. I will say maybe one challenge in the game. Finishing up with our score predictions for this week five matchup at U.S. Bank against the Detroit Lions, the Motor City Kitties. It's time for a much-needed W. Nick, what's your score prediction? Well, I'm going to flip this right back to you, actually. And I was criticized by you for never predicting a Vikings loss <laughs> in here, saying I might be a little too biased. Yeah. So I'm going to go back and throw this right back to you. Any chance the Vikings lose this game? You know, I mean, it's <laughs> funny you switched your back on me this week. This isn't the one I'd pick them to lose, but uh, there is a couple coming up that I will be. And this week, it's just too... Easy of a W, 0-4 Lions, battered up on both sides at home. Everything seems to line up. There seems to be that little bit of possibility of a trap game. But like Delvin said, you got to take every team seriously. Every guy, every NFL team has good players. So I'm going to go ahead and give us the 30-16 to victory. I love that. And I know you're going to be excited because I bought us two tickets to the Kirk Cousins Air Raid. Ooh. This weekend in U.S. Bank Stadium, I think Kirk first class. comes through 300 at least through the air. I think Jefferson and Thielen both have big days. Tyler Conklin and K.J. Osborne combined for over 100 yards. Uh, looking at a well-spread offensive attack, I'm going to go ahead and say Vikings 35, Detroit Lions 20. I'm going to book that. I think Detroit scores a couple late. I think it's a pretty dominant performance. I will not pick against my vikings man and you know me <laughs> hey i'm not regardless I'm not of the bias honest, we're gonna come in this week we're gonna blow detroit out we're gonna get steer yeah, the ship in the right direction 
Oh, this is, a, this is a game we should win. The game that we could win. Everyone knows. We're gonna win. Everyone knows we can't overlook these guys. They got some talent on the field. But guess what? This is a team that's built to win now. And one and three start. This is gonna be motivated. This is gonna be focused. Uh, this is gonna be Kirk Cousins at his finest. Let's go to work. This is where the road starts. This is where the momentum streak starts. All against Detroit, and time to carry it into Carolina and start the streak going into the bye. Skull. Boom. Boom.